Hi there. Thanks so much for pressing play. My name is Ryan O'Neill, and I make music under the name Sleeping at Last. And uh, as you may know, since you chose to play this podcast, this is called the Sleeping at Last podcast. Uh, and it's it's the place that I so deeply enjoy getting to share the stories behind my songs and all that went into them. So thank you very much for being curious. I really, really appreciate you. So getting to share new music is probably my my favorite part of this whole thing. It, it puts oxygen in my lungs and all the nerves and excitement and, and vulnerability that comes along with, with sharing something new that I've made. It's just a really special and, and kind of big feeling and I just really love it. Um, on today's episode, I do get to share a brand new song and I'm so excited to share it with you and to talk about it. But it's also very bittersweet. It, it feels like kind of a strange letting go for me personally. This new song that we're going to talk about today is called To Be Enchanted, and it's one of several in a, in a small collection of new songs that I wrote since my, my mom very unexpectedly passed away last year, which is still extremely hard for me to say out loud. Um, but in the days after she passed, I, I sat down at my piano and it kind of felt like a friend. It felt really comforting. And I wrote a song called Mother in her honor, um, which was released last year around Mother's Day. and. Because of that feeling, and, and it, it felt a little bit like healing, I, I had every intention of getting right back into writing my Atlas three songs and moving forward to the best of my abilities. But every time I sat down to write one of those songs, I just could not find my focus or my footing at all. And so um, I ended up doing a lot of travel last year and, and a bunch of therapy. <laughs> and, uh, and every time I came back home from one of those trips, I, I would try again. I would sit down at the piano and again and again and again, hoping to, to get unstuck. Eventually, uh, songs did begin to show up, which I was so grateful for. Um, but none of them fit the themes of Atlas III, not, not even close. And then I realized what now seems so incredibly obvious, but the songs that were showing up were this extremely necessary part of my processing of the loss of my mom. Each of the songs that poured out of me were about her and about the, the grief that I now carry and I'm trying to understand. And though they don't belong to Atlas, these songs needed to be written first in order to continue Atlas. Because music truly is my way of understanding myself, my life, and, and how I feel and, and how I am. So there will be roughly five or, or six of these new songs, and they will all be part of a, a small collection of songs called Mother. And um, starting today, they'll each release one at a time between now and Mother's Day weekend. I'll be returning to Atlas 3 shortly after these songs release. Um, so if you're an Atlas subscriber or, or just someone that has been tracking my Atlas project at all, I cannot thank you enough for your patience with me and for understanding that these songs needed to be written first. I just, I, it means a lot. And I, I'm so sorry for not being in communication sooner about this. I think I was still trying to figure myself out and figure these songs out um, in the last few months. And so um, until they were ready, I didn't want to um, set any expectations as I wasn't sure where these songs belong or what I was supposed to be doing. I feel a, a deep sense of gratitude for these songs and, and how they've helped me process my grief and continue to process my grief and just this massive loss in my life. And uh, my hope is to record episodes of this podcast for, for each of these new mother songs and, and to share my experience with grief and, and loss in the best 
the best I can, um, not for your sake, but but for mine. Uh, I think in the same way that writing helps me untangle my feelings or, or therapy helps, so does sharing here on this podcast. And, and the idea of giving my grief experience language or, or a voice um, to talk about what, what went into these songs seems like it might do the same kind of good. And so the the next handful of episodes of this podcast will, will be about these new mother songs, but also about death, loss, grief. And that all sounds like a major bummer. And I, I, I know, but I actually believe that talking through these things will actually be a roundabout way of talking about hope. At least I hope so. And at the very least, it will be just really meaningful to me to get to share what I've been feeling. All this to say, again, thank you so much for listening and for being curious and for giving me a space to be able to, to share everything that I am experiencing and feeling. The first song, To Be Enchanted, actually has two versions. There's a regular version and a voice memo version. Completely weird, I know, but let me explain. Um, typically, I'm, I'm a pretty slow songwriter and kind of labor every word and every line in the writing process. And, and that can take months and months and um, once in a blue moon, actually more rare than that because blue moons actually aren't very rare. I'll write a song kind of in a flash of lightning. And this song, To Be Enchanted, was written in that way. It, it unfolded in about an hour or so without me really even trying to write it. And I wasn't really, I don't think I was even understanding what was happening um, because I sort of was trying to dismiss it as it was happening. I, I wrote the first line and thought, huh, well, that's a decent start to a song and maybe, you know, someday I'll I'll uh, figure out what it, what it means. And then another line came and then I thought the same thing. Um, I, I meant to set it aside. And then another line. And um, I just thought I'll file all of this away and uh, work on it another time because that's, that's typically how songs happen for me. And then another line came, and I, I finally realized that I should probably just keep going with it. And suddenly, the song was just kind of there. It was done. Minutes after writing it all out, I, I tried to sing it through from start to finish for the very first time. Uh, I pressed record on my phone's voice memo app, and uh, just to reference it later, not to actually share it with anyone. And granted, it's a, it's a pretty simple folk song. Uh, but I couldn't believe my luck that the whole thing just kind of happened. And weeks later, I'd, I'd keep listening to that voice memo recording. And there was something about it that felt like, I don't know, um, it, it just felt finished. And weirdly, I, I kind of had this feeling that the song should just be released as a voice memo. Clearly, I, I didn't release it only as a voice memo, since there is another version, as I mentioned. But this this version means a lot to me. And so let's let's start there and then we'll uh, we'll listen to the other version and then I'll I'll start talking all about um, what inspired me to write this song. So here is To Be Enchanted Voice Memo. I believe I've seen a ghost and I don't know who it is. It just follows me around pretending to I've never related more to anything or anyone before. I can't explain it. I see longing in its eyes. I can't 
quite put my finger on it There's just something about its face Makes me sad It's as much afraid as it's haunted I've never related more Anything or anyone before I can't explain it ooh, ooh. Politely I asked are you real Said here, let me prove it. Placed its hand in my hand. Neither one of us could feel it. Don't kill the messenger it picked. You're alive, quit acting like you're dead Like a mirror, it spoke so clear Don't you recognize the reason why you're here To be enchanted The producer part of my brain is is kind of embarrassed that I'm releasing and sharing a recording that raw and and messy, and it includes kind of a sloppy performance. And um, but other parts of me are really grateful for this deeply vulnerable recording of my first time ever playing the song and singing the song in its entirety. Um, I feel like I, I can hear that in the feeling of my voice. There's like an excitement of having just written something that I'm proud of, and it came quickly. And and though it's subtle, I can hear me tearing up as I sing it as well uh, in that version. So in the spirit of, of grief and loss being so messy and um, just taking so much out of people, I, I wanted this raw version to exist. This song and the voice memo version of it actually gave me an idea of how to approach all of these mother songs. And the idea here is to let myself be a bit broken Obviously, I'm doing that in the writing of it because it's so much processing and and self-therapy. But in the recording, too, um, I I kind of like the idea of recording these songs almost with a a broken wing of sorts. So the idea is to just give myself a lot more grace in the process of recording. Uh, So I've made it a point to record each of these songs, obviously the best I can, but without perfectionism in mind. Examples are with the song Mother. I wanted the vocal and piano to be sort of a one-take kind of performance. And... I just I allowed there to be room noise and chair creaks and, and things that I might normally consider cleaning up, obviously to try to show off the song in its nicest form, but I wanted to leave it to be what it was, which is exactly where I was in that room recording that song uh, only only a few days after my mom passed. 
and in another song coming up, uh, I was pretty sick at the time that I wanted to record it, but it felt like the right time and I, I wanted to sing it. So I just sang through it, even though my voice wasn't at 100%. Uh, the idea here is that grief is a mess. It's, it's brokenness. And I wanted to make sure that my approach to these songs about the loss of my mom were from that place, which I think is a place of sincerity. Um, so I'm trying to do a lot less second guessing on these songs, a lot less takes, um, a lot less overthinking it. And I feel like that broken wing kind of approach is in service of these particular songs. Let's go ahead and listen to the, the standard version of To Be Enchanted. This version was recorded using my normal vocal mic and my normal process of recording any song. Um, and it features gorgeous strings from Sharon Gerber and, um, but all in keeping with the same, with the same heart and idea of just giving myself a lot of grace and not overthinking everything. So here is To Be Enchanted. I believe I've seen a ghost and I don't know who it is It just follows me around Pretending to exist I've never related more To anything or anyone before I can't explain it I see longing in its eyes I can't quite put my finger on it There's just something about its face it makes me sad It's as much afraid as it's haunted I've never related more To anything or anyone before I can't explain it Politely asked, are you real? It said here, let me prove it It placed its hand in my hand Neither one of us could feel Don't kill the messenger it begged You're alive, quit acting like you're dead Like a mirror it spoke so clear Don't you recognize the reason why To be enchanted
So I'm I'm pretty new to grief, which sounds weird to say out loud. And um, I think so many people have experienced deep, deep, deep loss at, at any age. And I somehow um, made it 38, 39 years with brushes against it. And until losing my mom, um, I hadn't really experienced like daily, daily grief um, in this way. And I think that speaks to my relationship with her. I, I know I talked a little bit about this in the podcast that I recorded for Mother, and I've written a little bit about it. And um, but she not only was like one of my my closest relationships, but she she was the Sleeping at Last manager. She helped me build everything that is Sleeping at Last. She came alongside me at every point of my life, um, and and supported me and, and loved me through everything. That, in a sense, I think insulated me from from feeling grief in in this way that I that I now feel without her. Honestly, after she had passed away, the first instinct I had was to call her, because before that, my, that's what I would do if anything hard happened. She was my my go to you know phone call, and this was this was I think that realization it came like like an hour after she had passed away. I was I was crying in my car and and just realized that like that's who I wanted to reach out to and I I still have that I still I still have the instinct to to pick up my phone and and reach out to her whether it's from showing her a new song even this one I, every song part of my my writing process was to share the things that I was making with her and she knows my voice and knew my my heart and she knew when I meant it and when I didn't and so she would have this really beautiful way of reflecting back to me she was my sounding board, uh, not just musically. She was my sounding board for every every aspect of my life. She just provided this very deep sense of comfort. And um, I realized very quickly, um, like I said, sitting in the parking lot of hospice, um, that I don't feel safe anymore. And that's a, that's a weird thing to say as like a full-grown adult. Um, and the world was no more dangerous after my mom passed than it was before she passed. But she was my person that I, she's my mom. She brought me into this world and she did that in a way that made me feel deeply loved and deeply comforted and and just safe. She brought a sense of safety around me through my whole life. And not having that has been, has been really, really difficult. In the songs ahead, I, I more specifically explore those aspects of grief, uh, the just not feeling safe or at home in my body, the new anxieties that I now experience, um, and just just a lot of new fear that has been present in my life since losing my mom. Um, and in this song, I, I like the idea of kind of trying to reimagine that fear through a simple ghost story. Ghost stories are meant to scare you. That's that's kind of the point of them. Um, but in this song, it, it felt helpful to actually write in this sort of abstract context of a scary thing, a ghost story, to reframe it into a ghost story about empathy. And the first half of the song is me encountering a ghost, which represents my fears and my grief, my sorrow. And I'm not at all afraid, but rather I end up feeling kind of sad for it. And the second half is is the opposite. The ghost is the one that ends up feeling kind of sad for me and ends up trying to help. And so really, this song is about me transforming fear back into grief, because I believe that grief is actually the cause of my newly acquired fears. And so 
I think the song is an invitation for me to feel it for as long as I need, um, but to remember that I'm still very much alive and, and that is a really sacred and beautiful thing. And um, that is a gift that quite literally my mother gave to me. And um, I want to do the best I can with it. Another way to think of this song is like a mirror. Uh, the first half is from my perspective, and, and the second half is from the ghost's perspective, both reflecting back to each other. I myself am the ghost, and, and the ghost is me. In, in therapy, I, I've learned a little bit about internal family systems, IFS, uh, in which you, you name the different parts of who you are. Um, this song is kind of my, my simple translation of that. It's, it's my ghost story version of internal family systems. The ghost is, is a part of me. It's, it's in my own reflection. And in the song, I, I attempt to empathize with this, this part of me, my ghost, um, kind of can't pull it off. Like I, I, I don't know how to show it care. And so I end up saying things like it's more afraid than it's haunted, which is kind of more like criticism. And uh, But then, then the ghost in the second half of the song, uh, which is some sort of exiled part of who I am, ends up being the one actually able and capable of showing true empathy. And so in the end of the song, the ghost reminds me to be enchanted. And I sing that line twice because the, the ghost says it to me, and then I say it back to the ghost as a mirror. And just like the, the ghost was able to reflect back something beautiful and comforting to me in the song, as I mentioned earlier, that's, that's exactly what my mom did for me throughout my whole life, constantly. It was such, such a huge gift. And, and I'm deeply lucky now to have so much wonderful support. My wife has been there for me in a massive way, my brother too, my friends. And so I, I've been overwhelmed by, by that support and love from the people around me since losing my mom. But even still, there's, there's this loneliness in, in the aftermath of losing her because she's my mom. And I suppose that's kind of what this song is actually about. It's, it's looking for that reflection that she so lovingly gave to me all the time. And I guess the question that I've kind of been asking myself and I'm asking in this song is, I wonder if there is a part of me that can somehow echo my mother's voice throughout the rest of my life. Let's go ahead and talk about the strings in this song. Um, all the strings that you hear uh, in this song are from Sharon Gerber, and she is a longtime collaborator and friend. And truly, I, I, I've probably said it 400 times now in, in, in my podcast and elsewhere. I just, I love working with her and I feel so, so grateful to get to keep making things with her. So I, I approach the strings on this one a little bit differently than I normally do. Normally I, I'm thinking about the strings as part of the whole body of music. And in this song, I'm treating the piano and the vocal like it's its, its own little um, story being told. And then the, the cellos and, and the arrangement here is almost the, the, like the film score of this story. So I wanted the cello to basically underscore and, and, and kind of emphasize certain aspects of the storytelling as it goes. I, I've done this a little bit in other songs, but in this one, that, that's the purpose that the strings are serving. It's a, an embellishment of the storytelling. I've said it before, and I'm happy to be a broken record about this. Um, Sharon Gerber is so gifted, and I'm so, so, so grateful to get to call her a friend and to uh, keep making stuff with her. And I'm going to stop right here and just say there's a lot of whistling and crashing and my kids being super loud in the background. So if you're hearing any of that, 
um, that's just part of part of the environment that um, I'm recording this in today. And uh, I'm going to leave it because uh, in, in, in favor of being raw and honest. <laughs> so in, in all of these mother songs, um, I wanted to include little parts of my mom's voice and, and just little clips of audio that are of her from either old home videos or um, videos of her playing with our girls or um, all sorts of different little things that remind me of her. And I just like the idea of having her fingerprint on, on each of these songs. In this song, there are two of my mom's fingerprints. Um, both of them are just audio clips of her playing with my daughters, Lily and Iris. And um, you get a sense of just how amazing of a grandma she, she was as well as a mom. <laughs> And here's another little clip from a video of her playing with our very little daughters at the time. Um, and she's just saying, I love it, I love it, which is, which is very much her spirit. And that clip fades out right before you hear my daughter singing a song about poop. <laughs> but my mom was a great sport and uh, it was even, even loving and encouraging um, towards my daughter's potty humor, which they completely got from me. Anyway, it, it's special to hear her voice and to, to know that it's a part of these songs. Um, for a while, and this is another just strange part of grief, for a while even hearing a recording or seeing a picture of my mom um, after she passed, was it, it kind of felt too painful. And I, I wouldn't say that I avoided seeing pictures of her. I mean, I couldn't with, with my phone constantly you know, showing memories um, and, and serving up pictures from from long ago, but I I knew that there were certain points of of certain days that I just couldn't handle it, and I it felt too hard and too heavy. But I also was very very aware that I wanted to make sure that I wasn't shutting down grief too, because I, and this this might sound strange, but and I've talked to my therapist at length about this. I really don't want to I don't want to do this wrong. I don't want to grieve the loss of my mom in a, in the wrong way. I, 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 I hear so many different stories about repressing grief or trauma or loss and how you spend the rest of your life untangling the knots that that creates. And I just, I really, I want to, I want to do this in, in the way that is, is the healthiest possible um, way of processing something like this. And I, it's weird to say out loud because I don't think there is a way to do this well. And I'm certainly not trying to achieve, you know, healing in any um, linear fashion, but I, I just, I know that um, avoiding some of the feelings is, is not the right way to go. And so for listening to audio or hearing my mom's voice, um, and even old voice messages and and seeing old video clips, I knew that there was just certain times that I it, I just didn't have the capacity. So it's been this balancing act of trying to face grief head on, and then also uh, go on about the tasks of the day in 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 the way that I can. And that that does mean you know setting aside maybe fully going there emotionally in in my in my head uh, when certain when certain memories pop up, um, but. I will say that it, it has sort of transformed, or I feel like it is transforming into 
um, the, the grief is transforming into where seeing these things just makes me miss her in, in a really beautiful way. And um, I'm thankful for that because it made me miss her in a painful way before. And the pain is still there, of course, but um, I feel like there's there's something else being added to that that picture. So when I hear her voice in even those audio clips, it, it just, there's a gratitude that comes up for me too, in addition to just being really, really sad that she's not here anymore. Sometimes I feel like I'm in the middle of learning something important, but just have no idea what that is. And, and that's exactly where I'm at right now in my current state of grieving. I hate it, but I'm also starting to believe that there's something really, truly beautiful through it. I can already see glimmers of it in the new depth of gratitude that I feel for for the close relationship I had with my mom for, for so many years and, and all of the love that she poured into me and my brother. Um, truly nothing crystallizes the meaning and worth of something more than death. And I can see it in the conversations with my wife. Uh, I can see it in our walking our daughters through their first major loss. Um, it all sucks so much, um, but there's a richness in, in sharing the ache. And though this this podcast is one-sided, I, I feel like it's kind of a version of that too for me, um, a sharing of the ache for any of us who have experienced the most natural thing in the world, which is loss. I have found that in hearing other people share their experiences with death and loss, I feel a little less alone and a little bit more understood. That's such an obvious truth, but it, it feels like an absolute truth as well. So I hope that these songs can be a friend to you in, in whatever season of life that you are in, and that this sharing can somehow help you feel a little less alone as well. And in any case, I just feel really, really grateful and honored to get to share my feelings and my thoughts out loud. And if you listen this far, I, I cannot thank you enough. Um, it, it does a bunch of good in me to share, and I, I so look forward to introducing you to the next of these mother songs, which is called Wave After Wave. And that will be shared with you very, very, very soon. Um, and To Be Enchanted is out everywhere music is right now. You can find it in the show notes or just anywhere you listen to music. And then the To Be Enchanted voice memo uh, version, that releases on March 8th. And one last thing I wanted to mention, the artwork for this song, as well as the song Mother and all of the songs in this little collection are by Joey Chu, who is this absolutely brilliant artist from California who uh, was kind enough to agree to do this, which is so special to me because my mom was a huge collector of his work. She was such a huge fan. And uh, because of her, I became a huge fan of his and then um, eventually got to know him, which I feel grateful to get to call him a friend. And uh, he was kind enough to to do this project, which is, uh, which is so special in, in honoring my mom. So I'm very, 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 very grateful for his incredible work. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, the lyrics in this song are so beautifully echoed in the art that he did for To Be Enchanted. And um, I'm just really, really excited to share the rest of the art that he is working on for, for these songs. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I hope you have a really, really beautiful rest of your day. Speak soon.